Hello and welcome back to the Cheesesteaks and Seven Hundred Level Podcast. I'm Dylan Count Corley, and today I'm joined by the one and only Austin Mancini, my co-host. Of course, I know it's been a little bit since we last, uh, well, since you last heard our voices here at the Cheesesteaks and Seven Hundred Level, and we do apologize for that. But uh, we want to make sure we produce quality content for everyone, and with uh, baseball opening back up this weekend, as well as the start of uh, NBA and NHL uh, nearly upon us. Uh, it's no better time to restart uh, our uh, podcast here. Uh, we finally got our work schedules figured out uh, now that we both have been able to get back to work. Uh, so, um, Austin, it's been a long time since even we really talked uh, beyond texting. Uh, everything good? Yeah, everything's good. I mean, uh, especially with today, Chelsea just clinched uh, top four in the Premier League. So that's honestly what I've been keeping up with. I know the NFL has started to try to come back with training camp and everything, but it hasn't. It hasn't been the same for me. You know, just trying to keep up with what they're doing. But you know, MLB opening opening weekend was here so you know we're finally getting some sort of uh normalcy to say with when it comes to the sports world yeah it's uh i've been uh obviously as people know i think i've sat on here before i'm not i'm not the biggest uh, soccer fan in the world i'll pay attention uh, but uh i've been uh betting quite a bit on soccer over the last few weeks uh and uh yeah, it's it's been nice just to have sports back, uh, and now that baseball is back, I'm real happy. For the longest time, it didn't look like we were gonna have baseball, but uh, here we are. Um, we'll get into the Phillies, of course, at the end. Uh, we'll probably talk about that quite a while. So, um, do you, do you want to talk about uh, the Sixers or the Flyers first? Let's go. Let's go to the Sixers because Sixers. Ben Simmons. Um, to start it off, you know, we saw the videos once again. It felt like a repeat here of last summer where you're seeing the videos of Ben Simmons shooting threes and then I know it's just exhibition but it's it's to me more encouraging that he took not just one three at a random point but it was a it was a corner three it was a good look and he took what two three yeah he he's I I don't know what clicked in this uh COVID break but um I mean well they came back, Brett Brown, and or somebody said that Ben kind of turned on the shooter mentality or something clicked for him and that he came back with this whole new mentality. And uh, through the first two games, uh, he's not throwing up, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I don't think he's throwing up a ton of shots, but he's throwing up a lot. Uh, uh, it's an encouraging It's an encouraging number, a number of shots, and it's a different uh, variety of shots, just not shots from... Uh, inside the paint. So my my question then is, so, you know, you just said, I don't know what clicked. Well, we had the same, you know, we were, I it, to me, I'm just worried because it, it feels we're going through the same thing, like I said, like last year, last summer, you know, we, we were going, here's a video of Ben, here's him shooting. Preseason, he took a couple threes. So I don't, I personally just don't get why, we're seeing the same thing, and then what if he doesn't shoot it? You know, like how does something just click when all last summer you were showing, "Hey, look, I have a three pointer now." Yeah, uh, exactly. I it it's. 
I said it before we started this. I I kind of quit trying to understand anything about the 76ers' <laughs> uh, mentalities or game plans or decision making. Uh, everybody on that team is uh, an enigma uh, in themselves, and it's just so hard to understand what's going through their their mindsets. Uh, but if if this is what it takes for Ben Simmons to take that next step forward as a player, uh, it's only going to benefit the 76ers in the long run, and hopefully it makes them a better player. Which which makes me, it brings to our, our my, my next uh, thing here is, they Brett has moved Ben to the four and let Shake play point. And I know Shake didn't really get the minutes to showcase his ability beginning of the year until Ben got hurt. Um, but I'm honestly a little shocked that this didn't happen sooner because, you know, Brett talked about Ben's going to shoot, Ben's going to shoot in the beginning of the year, and Ben didn't shoot. So you can't punish him by taking away, you know, you can't punish him by benching him because you're going to lose games. So I'm shocked the move to Ben at power to, you know, the four didn't come quicker because you could have just said, look, Ben, if you're not going to shoot, I'm going to force you to stay down low until you do shoot. Yeah, I mean, we've been, how long have we been calling for Ben to be (laughs) a four uh, during his career? Probably since almost day one, right? Uh, yeah, and his dad. It wasn't it his dad said something about he's a point guard. Yeah, I I, I think that's what it was. Uh, he, I yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're only through some practices and what two scrimmages at this point. Yeah. So right. it it definitely looks like it's been the right move all along. But I I'm just keeping my expectations. Uh kind of and where they were yeah and and so am i i just i you know and like you said we've been calling for this move for how long now and i think that now that we're starting to see it shake gives you the shooting mentality you you need at the point and if ben even just takes these outside shots it's gonna bring the defender outside and then he can drive if he really wants to so I I honestly like it's to me it's just a little it's encouraging to me to see it happen now like I said you saw it in the preseason last year this is basically preseason right now so I will be more optimistic if I see him do it against like the Pacers when they play in a week Yeah exactly if if he does this when it and comes back to matter uh in a couple, uh, in a week, I guess it is. Uh, then I, I'm excited. But uh, if I, I'm still afraid that we're gonna get to the restart and he's gonna regress back to where he was uh, pre-COVID. No, and 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 that's where I feel. You know, it's I can see Ben going. Well, I'm not comfortable. You know, the playoffs are on the line. Brett's job's on the line. I gotta do what I gotta do and just stay down low. And I, I get that, but at the same time, you could open up a lot of things if you just take if you just take a couple shots. And you saw, and even you know, with Shake at the point, trying to focus more on that instead of you know just raming the same uh, thing about Ben. Shake gives you the catch and shoot 
that you didn't have. I know Josh Richardson did a little bit, like he can shoot a little bit. Tobias can shoot a little bit. But I think with Shake, I think he's shooting about 50% from the floor this season. And I think someone like that, you know, even just Ben can kick it out after he drives, you know, it's it's an encouraging thing to finally have going into the playoffs. Uh, fully, uh, fully agree. Um, I'm actually trying to uh, find his numbers from today's game. Uh, did you watch any of uh, today's game? I did not. I was cleaning out my brother's grad party during the day, and then we just put on the Phillies. And like, we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, I what what did you see from the from the Sixers game today? Uh, well, I saw absolutely uh, nothing from the Sixers game today. But uh, from what I saw, tweet wise, it sounded like Simmons had a good day, and uh, he posted a pretty good line of. Uh, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and 1 steal in 26 minutes. Uh, but what is encouraging is uh, he was rather efficient in his shooting. He was a uh, 5 for 10 uh, from uh, the floor and then 4 for 7 uh, from the free throw line. Obviously, you'd like to see that free throw number closer to 7 for 7, but yeah. uh, 5 for 10 uh, isn't all that bad for Ben Simmons. No, and you'll and you'll take that. You know he's gonna get hacked, and he's gonna, you know, a lot of the things he's gonna do, he's not gonna. It's not gonna be outside, and it's all gonna be close, and probably get fouled. But yeah, I would I would take that. Um, I know Joel did not play um, today, which I mean that's fine if they want to semi load manage, you know, an exhibition game to get ready for the Pacers. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not. And I actually just looked up stats because uh, as soon as I talked about his field goal percentage there, I'm like, um, I thought about how uh, Ben Simmons actually has never been a bad uh, shooter in terms of uh, field goal percentage. And then I looked it up. He, so his field goal percentage there was actually below uh, his average, but uh, he's also had that average when it's only been, uh, you know, his normal below the basket in the paint right. type shooting. You're going to have a higher you're going to have a higher shooting percentage, field goal percentage when you're right under the basket. Exactly. Uh, and but in terms of uh this season when he's shot uh only 10 shots, uh he he he's been inconsistent at times. He had a he went for 3 for 10 from once, 4 for 10, two games of 5 for 10. Uh but I I overall I'm encouraged by where Ben Simmons is entering the restart. If he can carry it over, I'll be even more happy. This team through the first two games of the restart looks dangerous, and, and sometimes they look like the same team we saw uh, before the uh, shutdown. Uh, I mean, they are up, what, 54-28 on Memphis at halftime or something like that, and that game ended up being seven points. I know they took out... Most of the starters, but you'd like to still see that lead somewhat uh, maintain. Um, but definitely a good start for them um, in the re- in the scrimmages. Uh, yeah. And it's encouraging. And, I mean, I think, like you said, my biggest concern, and it was going to, and you hit it right on the you know, head, is 
my worry that they're going to blow leads like they did all year. And yep. you saw that. And like you said, they did take out a lot of the starters. They were up, what, 30 or so at one point. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to – if you're not having Joel and Ben out there, you're going to let some points up. But you can't let it get to a seven-point game. So, and, I mean, it's it's an exhibition, but, I mean, you, it, you saw the issues during the season with Brett and having the same flaws. So, that's a little worrisome. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it's going to be interesting uh, – to say the least. Uh, from what we've heard here in the first few days of uh, the restart, uh, have your expectations changed for the Sixers at all? Uh, for me, I, I think this, they probably uh, aren't a finals team still this year, but at the same time, uh, I think there's somebody that uh, I would put money on uh to win uh, the finals just because they're odd value. Why but not? in right. reality, I don't know if it would actually be a uh, smart bet. Yeah, I I mean, I put I actually did that bet because it was I think I did like five dollars. Yeah. Payout is one hundred and five. Like it's it's there. It's it's a very uh, fr- to me friendly bet. Um, but like you said, I, I personally don't see them as a finals team. Just because the Bucks are the Bucks, and you've seen the Sixers implode on against anybody if it wasn't at home. So I think I think there is still that second round, maybe third round. But I do think having Shake at point guard and Ben at the four is going to help a lot. I fully one hundred percent agree. Um, let's move on to the Flyers. Uh, Flyers are really only six days, no, a week away now. Uh, yeah. Since we're recording this on uh, Sunday, uh, July, uh, was 26th. Uh, yeah, so we're a week away from the Flyers restarting their season uh, in the uh, NHL play, uh, qualifying round, round robin. Um uh, we, we there's been a lot of news actually if we're going to consider all things over the last few weeks <laughs> with the Flyers but let's start with the best news of all um Oscar Coots being a dad? No, no. That's second. Oh. Oscar Lindblom. Okay. Uh Quinn Baum. Uh, I've o- I've always gone back and forth pronouncing Lindblom and Lindblom. Um uh, but uh Oscar has successfully uh, completed his cancer treatment. Uh, he he's been cleared by his doctors to uh, be with the team, uh, and I think take part in uh, physical activity with the team. He is on the Flyers uh, roster for Toronto uh, for going up to Toronto and for the playoffs. So uh, if he gets to a point where he can physically play. I think it's still a long shot. Uh, we could see Oscar back on the ice this year in the playoffs, which would just be a phenomenal story. Right, and and like you said, it is a long shot. I don't think they would risk it 
at this point, you know, and I think they have, I think part of the reason they have him on the roster is, and I've said to multiple people uh, this week, is um, Niskanen actually said something about Oscar and how he's always positive, you know, he's he's the best guy you could ever meet. And I think they want him there because they've said, you know, yeah, we can struggle, we can, you know, have a bad game, but he's so motivational because you see, okay, this this poor kid, 23 years old, just had a cancer that less than a thousand people in the United States has. Yeah. You know, and, and he is still the most positive guy in the room. So yep. your hardships, you know, are minuscule. And this is a, I know this locker room from what I've heard, you know, reported is this locker room's close, but at the same time, they said this locker room has changed and they know, they know what they're after. And I think Oscar is a big motivational piece for this team. Oh, he totally is. I mean, just having his presence there concerning everything he's gone through is, uh, just uh amazing and inspirational and uh, i think he's going to serve as uh, at the least an inspiration uh to that team uh no matter how long this uh they last in the playoffs we know we got them at least for uh the first after the qualifying round it goes to best of seven right yeah it's all i think best of seven yeah it's all it goes back to normal so we got them at least for we got at least eight more Flyers ga- I mean, seven more Flyers games this year, the three qualifying round games, and then at least four in the first round. Uh, but I think, uh, like you said, it's still a long shot that we are, we ever see Oscar uh, again this season. If it does happen, I think it would only happen if they uh, made a run uh, to the cup final. Uh, but besides Oscar, uh, like you said, Cooch became a dad. Uh, I saw a picture of him today boarding the plane. He's still wearing the uh, mm-hmm. hospital bracelet. Uh, so Cooch has some extra inspiration. Uh, are, were you surprised by anybody who made that rost- their playoff roster here? I'm pulling it up. I, yeah, I mean, I'm probably Andy and Andreoff instead of Twinarski. I know Twinarski had been a little up and down with the uh, Flyers this year, but... yeah. I I saw him more than I saw Andy and off this year, and there, there was more I think upside with him. But when it comes to training camp, oh, and um, well, the rosters were expanded, so there's a lot of guys like Zamula. You know, I I haven't really heard much of him, uh, just because he hasn't been on the you know Flyers roster up until this point. So. There are, you know, a couple, like, fourth line or, you know, like, extra defensemen that I really, like, I was like, oh, okay. But other than that, it's probably Twinarski and uh, being off and Andre off on. Yeah, and here's a a question I have, and this takes nothing away from Oscar, but I just thought about it really. I mean... If you look at the Flyers roster, there there's a a look, and it, it looked like the Flyers may need somebody like a Connor Trenitsky, uh to have there as depth if it was on the main roster or on their uh, 
B team roster, but uh, I know Oscar's supposed to be motive, not not just motivation. Oscar can't play, but right. I, I hate to say, I it, but it, but is it if he it's doesn't taking play? A roster spot for, is it taking? Yeah. A, I don't want to say a waste of a roster spot, but right. Yeah. Because if they go down a few forwards, I mean, Andy Andrioff is a quality player, but I'm not sure that he's going to provide you more upside at this point in his career than uh, a Connor Ternitsky. I mean, Andrioff does have experience in the NHL playoffs. He won a cup with the Kings, but I Ternitsky had a very, he he showed a lot of promise in terms of uh, grit, uh, playing full speed. Uh, Really not having a fear. Where yeah, he he's a good fourth ice. liner. Exactly. Yeah. He, as as the hockey cliche was, you know, get pucks deep. You know, keep your feet moving. He was the literal epitome of that. And and like you, yeah, like you said, I know you know Oscar is like you said, he's not just motivation, but I mean, Sean Couturier unfortunately has had the worst luck of Flyer playoffs. I you know you and I have probably yeah. seen. Yeah. So, if if this pattern continues, you know, okay, he he comes out or you know anyone like you said, and now you have a guy on the roster who's not gonna play. So you could use that depth, but um, you know, like we were saying, it's a four at this at this point, it would be a fourth liner who you really are you like is that if that's your biggest concern, that should tell you how deep your team is. Yeah, I I fully agree, and um, I I like the Flyers' chances heading into these playoffs. Uh, but you know, actually, who I was uh, a little bit of a uh, I don't want to say a surprise, but uh, I kind of did a double ch- look when I saw his name. Uh, it was uh, Igor Zamula. Uh, yep. I mean, Zamula. You know more about him than I do. I mean. Z- I'm pulling up uh, his stats here from this year. Um, Got to turn off my ad blocker, so Elite Prospects actually allows me to view it. Uh, but, I mean, Zamora never appeared in a game with the Phantoms this year because uh, he was still in juniors. Uh, but, man, what does it say about the Flyers' faith in Zamula to even be on that short list of players who, if they suffer injuries on that uh, blue line could step in and play. I mean, this is a team that has plenty of um, defensemen. Blue, yeah, blue, yeah, defensemen and de- depth there. And this is a guy who hasn't played above the junior level yet, and only 20. And if needed, he, they may ask him to come and step in in the heat of a playoff series. I so. <laughs> That was a little bit of a surprising name, but also it, it tells you how high the Flyers really are in Zamula. Yeah, and like like I said, I don't I I really don't know much about him. Um, he said I I thought he was a prospect. I didn't think he was on uh, the Phantoms, but I mean it's it's a telling sign when you have any of the Phantom defensemen, you know, you want. Available yeah. and you pick you pick Friedman, uh, Wilinski, and then you go Zamula instead of any other phantom who has played in the AHL or been back and forth with the Flyers. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head who else was on the Phantoms. Uh, D, obviously, um, there was Sam Moran, but Moran obviously went down with mm-hmm. a, a knee injury. And he probably would have been that, you know, obviously he probably would have been one of those guys that if he had not had that uh, Yeah, injury. yeah. If he didn't have that knee injury, he's probably definitely on that list. Uh, they also had um, Chris Bigris, who had NHL experience. Nate Pro- did Nate Prosser make that list? I don't think he did. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't make Nate, yeah, Nate yeah. Prosser, he has uh, some NHL experience. Um, and uh, I, I think those are the only two guys with NHL experience, but... Um, yeah, I I mean it's it tells you how much faith they have in a guy who has no NHL experience at all, no uh, professional experience at all, uh, just come up, play with that B team, possibly step in over a couple other guys who uh, have NHL experience. Um, but uh, the other big news of the Flyers that we've all been slowly watching, holding our breaths is Carter Hart has been battling some type of minor injury bug. Uh, Seems like it was a back. Yeah. I guess I'm guessing he just tweaked something. Lower back. Upper body injury. Yep. Upper body injuries. uh, (laughs) So I'm guessing he just tweaked something his back. uh, Maybe turned the wrong way or stretched trying to make a save in practice. But at the same time, he didn't appear on the ice for a few days. Seems like he hit the ice, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And I'm guessing he's going to be ready to go come uh, next Sunday. Yeah, I saw, I forget who reported it, but they said that it was back stiffness or something. And they just, you know, they didn't want him to push it more than he did uh or you know any farther than he could have so they just took him it was a precautionary thing um they said i think they just let him sit out the exhibition to just give him extra time because honestly the most important thing going into these playoffs is your goaltender and i know brian brian elliott from what i've heard it has looked very good in practice and these exhibitions and stuff which is encouraging, but at the same time, you want Carter Hart out there. And Carter Hart wants to be out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch the exhibition against... That is going to be televised. Is that televised? I It might be. I'm not, Don't quote me on that, though. Yeah, I'm going to actually look it up. But um, I'm going to be interested in that exhibition game either way. Uh, but... I also don't like that it's really against the ping. That I feel like this exhibition game is asking for some type of trouble oh, for yeah, either fight. team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like some just somebody important. I feel like chances somebody important on either team getting roughed up and uh, mm-hmm. getting injured. It'll be this. like a therapy or something. Take yeah. a shot. Uh, that that's what it'll turn into. So I really don't love that. This is what we're going to have to, I mean, what they're going to have to do. But uh, it's important. That game is going to be televised on uh, NBC uh, Sports uh, Net Plus. Uh, so, uh, second NBC uh, Philadelphia channel. Uh, but overall, with Hart and this postseason, 
I I feel like he'll be, he he can sit out on uh, Tuesday and be fine come Sunday. The Bruins would be a tough team to jump back in there too, but overall with the Flyers, I think veteran rise. I I I want to get the rust off my veterans, but at the same time, I I'm not gonna try to push uh, Giroux, Couturier, JVR, Hayes. The 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 first two lines really. Yeah. I, I'm gonna really limit their ice time and. Uh, yeah, and I just think they want. Here. And I just think they want to, you know, just get their feet out from under them. It's been almost two months, three months, yeah. or, you know, since last time they played. And I and like, I, I don't see the I I kind of don't see the Penguins really going that hard in the exhibition. No, I don't. Just I, because, God forbid, they you know cross some happens to Crosby or Malkin. So yeah, know, Crosby I, I had a uh, gonna, small injury scare already this. Uh, Camp. Good. I mean, oh darn. Um, yeah, I I don't think they're gonna go anything crazy. I do think I could see Farabee taking it pretty seriously. You know, I think he wants to prove. All right, put me in the top six. So, I think the younger guys, and even maybe because you might see a lot of frost too. Yeah. So you so he and I know he wants to prove something. So, um. I think it'll be a good way for the younger kids to kind of earn even the slightest ice time in the in the playoffs. So I think it'll be encouraging to watch. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. You'll have to probably let me know. But if you want, Dylan, we can move on to the main event. And that yeah. is the Phillies' crutch, the Miami Marlins. Yeah, The Phillies played... Uh, a three-game series to start the season. They dropped two of three to the Marlins. The Marlins were ten and nine last year against the Phillies. That is the only winning record against NL team e- NL East teams last year. Dylan, what what were your opening thoughts here on this on this first e- series? Yeah, let's uh let's go to Friday's game and we'll just work our way through the weekend. Uh, Friday, um. I mean, I was, I was really excited for the Phillies uh, to start their season. Really excited for baseball just to be back. Watched both games on Thursday night. Uh, I've, I've been watching baseball all weekend. Watching the Braves Mets game as we record this podcast. Uh, on Friday, uh, the first thing that really, I don't want to say concerned me, but uh, was noticeable was uh, Aaron Noah did not have his best night. Uh, I'm. Assuming early on, I thought he had a pretty good night, right? Like he, it was the first on, three innings. First three innings, he looked like good. mid-season. But the, he's and it happened on Sunday too uh, with Vince Velasquez. But Noah left some pitches hanging that he usually doesn't hang, and uh, he gave up five, four runs over five hits in five innings. Um, he only did walk one. He struck out seven. So there's a lot of good from Noah, just some bad. Um, but the reason it's worth mentioning is in a 60-game schedule, uh, the Phillies need Nola to go more than a five and a third uh, this season. They need Nola to get to that really six, seven-inning mark every start because we'll talk about it plenty, but this bullpen is not going to be able to get the job done 
every single night. I think they'll be able to get the job done some nights, but so far this year, they're basically 0 for 2 because I'm not going to count Saturday seeing that Wheeler won seven innings and <laughs> you, you put out one of your better pitchers in Tommy Hunter and it was a six-run lead. But any close game, I'm not. Ha I have no faith in this bullpen of getting job done. Um, and on Friday, we saw that happen. Uh, the bullpen was horrendous. Uh, not as bad as it was on Sunday, but the bullpen is just sure. bad. I mean. And I think part of it, I do think part of, I know Nola's struggles is, and I've, I've said to my dad, I go, um, I think pitchers early on in the 60-game season are going to get rocked. And the reason is is because you you had them do spring training. Then, you know, you sent them home for two months, two and a half months, and then you give them two weeks to warm back up. You know, like there is a reason that they have, what, a month, month or two to stretch, get limber back up. So I think in the beginning, in the very beginning at least, the pitchers are going to have a little – um, struggle, you know, with yeah. either their command or just in general. I think batters are going to try to take advantage of them. And you look at, you know, for example, I know I'm skipping, but Cole Irvin throwing an 85 mile an hour meatball down the plate. Uh, how how is batter, Cole Irvin? Batters, I don't know. How I really is Cole Irvin or <laughs> uh, McLean on this roster? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mc how's Velasquez on the roster? <laughs> McLean was tossing up pitches there today that were 85 right down the middle. Uh, obviously, it's an off-speed oh, pitch. And that's but, what I mean is it doesn't matter what team. You know, a, yeah. a major league player is taking advantage of an 85-mile-an-hour fastball down the plate. Yeah, exactly. They mean, just are. Minor leaguers are taking advantage. High school players are taking advantage of 85 <laughs> down the middle. Um, I mean, and... I mean, Friday's bullpen wasn't as bad. They only gave up one run in uh, their three and two-thirds innings. But at the same time, they it ju they don't give you any reassurance that they're going to be able to get through this uh, easily. Uh, but Sunday, as we'll get to, it was obviously real bad. But what this showed me about the bullpen is, not show, but reconfirmed is, while Gabe Kapler the last two years wasn't a good manager, the bullpen issues he, he, he didn't get any help from yet. not his were mostly not now over managing every single game like he did surely didn't help, but he yeah, had but when you have nobody in that bullpen yeah. right he had well like and and three you or did. four guys it's, I was gonna say well you had Dominguez hurt then yep. you had Robertson hurt you know like. And then you're down to McLean, you know, and like people like McLean, like yeah, you're you're set up for a disaster. And like you said, he did overmanage, but the trade deadline you didn't get any help really. You know, like off season you didn't get any bullpen help. You got, you know, you did get Zach Wheeler for starters, but I mean, what happens if um, they get hurt? Yeah, and you know, then you need why, or or they have a bad outing. 
the the one person I didn't understand who they make the roster now, and I I still don't understand it is uh, and I know he's coming off surgery, but Victor Arano for in his short stints in the majors has looked really good for the Phillies. I'm not sure, maybe they just want to get get his arm a little bit stronger before bringing him back up. But that's a guy who who's shown he can get it done in the majors. He has a he has a good fastball. He has some good secondary pitches. But right now he's sent down in Lehigh Valley I, over a guy like McLean or Cole Irvin. The, the Phillies back at end of the bullpen, I have somewhat faith in. I, I think Tommy Hunter can get the job done most nights. I think uh, Naris can get the job done most nights. But if you don't, if the Phillies starting pitcher doesn't get through at six, least six at innings. Least. Anything less than that is yeah. opening up a can of worms for the opposing team to yeah. add really as many runs as they want because that Phillies bullpen is not going to get many people out besides the back end of the bullpen. Now, I, like as much as that's a concern, you know, the bullpen is a major concern. Honestly, one, and I know, you know, I don't want to, you know, make it seem like an overreaction, but. To me, what was kind of concerning was out of Kutch, Hoskins, Harper, and JT, for the entire series, they went six for 39. Yeah. That is a .154 batting average. Now, I get Hoskins walked a plethora of times. I know I counted there's 11 total walks between the four. But you, as a whole, you can't bat. Your top four batters can't bat 154. Yeah, with with Clutch, uh, I think he had the day off on Sunday. Uh, but yeah. I can understand Clutch's struggles here early on. The dude hasn't uh, up seen live pitching this consistently. Sure, and, uh, right. It's well, been a year. Over a year, yeah. Uh, or I think he said it was over 400-some days. Uh Harper, he looks like Harper from somewhat like we saw at the beginning of last year, and I think you saw him have limited spring training bats last year. He struggled to catch up to fastballs at the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. He had limit again with this restart. He had limited at bats against live pitching, and he may struggle again to catch up with some fastballs. And teams are going to take advantage of it. Uh, I mean, the home run he hit today was. Fantastic, but it came off a fringe major league guy who threw a pitch right down the middle. Yeah, and and I'm starting to get a little annoyed with Reese because I get he's a very patient hitter, but you can't wait till you're down 0-2 to start swinging. Here's, you just can't. Here, I don't know if this is a hot take, but this is something me and my one friend. Uh, Clay were actually discussing uh, today during the game. Uh, Reese is a good player, maybe even very good player. But we overrate his overall production potential, I think, still off his rookie season when he when he did have a fantastic rookie season. But I feel like we're so, still overrating him off that Sure, and I I think I'm just confused because when he first came up, 
he was aggressive at the plate and he was taking advantage of pitches. And now all of a sudden, you know, since then, he takes the mo- isn't it? He takes the most pitches, at least on the roster. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, mean, he and, led the, I think he led the league in pitches seen last year. That's what I thought, and 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 I get it. You don't want to go up there every at bat and swing first pitch. I get it, but at the same time, if the pitcher knows you are not swinging, he's gonna start just throwing it wherever he wants because he yeah, knows I mean, you're not gonna swing. I mean, he. It feels like ninety percent time he's not ninety percent, but a good portion of the time he's already down all one of the count because he always takes a first pitch. He always takes the first pitch, and he usually ends up a strike because the pitcher and catcher know that he's most of the time not going to swing at that first pitch. Well, and then and then what happens is then it's o two, and then he has to battle his way to the walk. And and I saw I saw it today where. He he was literally down 0-2, worked it to 3-2, and then walked. And I get, okay, he got on base. I know, you know, Moneyball, that you care. You, all he did is get, he got yeah. on base. He got on base. But you saw the dude hit 18 home runs yep. in, what, three, two and a half months, three months, yeah. uh, his rookie year. Yeah. So you know he can hit. Yeah, I, so I think. So why not Swing. I think he has the power potential, obviously, to be that production. But, one, I don't think he's aggressive enough to be that type of production. And, B, I just don't think he's a consistent enough uh, hitter in terms of his power uh, to uh, match that production. I, I Don't get me wrong. And I, that's I, my question. I love, is what I love Reese. I love Reese, and I still think he's a very good player and a player – that as long as he hits the ball and still gives you 25 to 30 home runs a year in a full season you're happy obviously, yeah i'm happy but i mean but that's they, my question is what happened that I, is that is what frustrates me the most is what flipped him into the most patient batter in the MLB I'm gonna guess it's probably the front office and part of Kapler just preaching uh, the see pitches uh, mentality. Uh, so I think that's what it came down to. Um, it's so frustrating. He, and he's usually up in the order most of the time, where you want people to uh, draw more pitches, get the counts up to two, two, three, two, whatever, just to get the pitcher to throw more pitches. And then hopefully force the pitcher to throw your three or four hitter a fastball down the middle so they can crush it. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know if we'll ever. See, I'm sure we'll see glimpses of it, but I'm not sure we'll ever see Hoskins kind of have. And no, and I didn't think we would. I just it's probably the most frustrating or one of them things about this team is. You saw what an aggressive Reese Hoskins can be. Yep. And I mean, he batted what two twenty last year. Yeah. Like being just because you're patient doesn't mean you're gonna, you know, bat a higher average. You have to be aggressive because, like we've said, pitchers are gonna know you're not swinging first pitch, so they can throw 
a fastball down the middle, and it's you're like you said, you're down 0-1 already. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's incredibly frustrating to say the least. Um, JT also off to a semi-slow start. He did have a huge home run on Saturday, which was good. Um, I'm not really worried about JT. Uh, he's no. probably the guy I'm least worried about here. Um, mm-hmm. I was encouraged by Didi, by the way. Didi looks great. Didi looks great. He looks exactly uh, like the player the Phillies signed. He looks like a guy who's trying to prove it on a one-year deal. Um, if he does this, you sign him long-term. You know who I'm – it's only three games, but I'm kind of ready to move on from him. Um, and I, I can't wait for next week when Alec Bohm comes up. Uh Oh, I thought you were about to say Scott. No, no, I, Scott. <laughs> I can do it was one of those two. I knew it was one of those two, and I thought you were about to say Kingery, who I thought was hitting one out today, by the way. Yeah. I. I he had that pop. It just yeah, was he going does. to the warning track. But Segura is... Gene. Yeah, Segura is just not doing it for me. Uh, he's He's off to a slow start this year, two for 12 so far. Uh, I mean, most of the Phillies are off to slow starts, but um, I don't. I I just think you got to give Boehm a chance when, as soon as that Super Two deadline passes next week, this week, you got to bring him up. Same thing with Spencer Howard, really, and just get. Um, yeah, Vin, Vinny's not going to last if if he's going to start playing like that. Oh yeah, Vinny's not going to last. I know. I know uh, they said he's going to, or Girardi, I should say, said he's going to start on Friday, but Girardi's not going to sit there and purposely say that the Phillies are manipulating Spencer Howard's Super 2 thing and that he isn't going to be called up anytime soon. Uh, if Howard's not called up within the next week, I, I think it's ridiculous uh, because one, you, he can benefit this team both on the rotation and or in the bullpen because that bullpen could use all the help in the world. But Vinny P, Vinny V, I should say, think of Pavetta there for a second. Vinny V, <laughs> as we saw today, is still the same pitcher. Sure, maybe he just had a bad day. If he does start Friday, we'll see how he does. But he looked like the same pitcher that we've always seen. He showed mm-hmm. a promising in it. Both of them did. Both yeah. him and your and Pavetta, you were just oh, thinking. Nick they looked, both look exactly Nick the same. Exactly the same. Vinny at least gave you that one inning. We're like, okay, maybe Vinny's actually figured <laughs> something out because he he got in a little trouble in that first. Not really trouble, but he allowed a run in that first inning, and then he, he he finished it off strong. Had a nice strikeout, elevated the ball where the, he froze the hitter on the outside corner, and then the next inning it all fell apart for him. He, he couldn't locate. He, That's why he's a reliever. Yeah, and, but. If you're going to be a reliever, you also need, like, that, that's the thing about Vinny V. People say he's a reliever uh, long term. Well, like, if anything, he's a reliever. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be reliever or bust for him because if he doesn't make it as a reliever, uh, he's not going to be, be in baseball much longer. Right. Um, the guy I was very encouraged with, I'm not going to lie, Adam Hazley. Adam Four for today. six today. Oh yeah, my that, God! Did he look good? I mean, I love I love Kutch, 
I like Jay Bruce. I mean, he can put him in. I was gonna say put Kutch in left, let Hazley play center. Yeah, I Hazley I think needs to be playing in at least seventy five percent of the games for the Phillies this year. And like uh, you said, I mean, Kutch. You know, it was an off day for Kutch, so that means you know Hazley plays, and that probably that means Bruce plays. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you, ideally that's what they want is Hazley in center and Kutch and left. Yeah, and then you put Bruce at the DH. Yep. All respect to Phil Gosselin. I love Phil Gosselin right now, but <laughs> uh, I don't know how long this. Uh, I mean, the dude's hitting like 2,000 over the last week if you count all the exhibition yeah. games and inner squad games. Uh, but yeah, I think Hazley needs to play every day, if or at least 75% of the time, because we we've seen over the last, I guess. Last year and uh, today, the dude can hit major league pitching, and he, he's he's going to get on base a lot, and he's going to be a good base runner. He makes solid plays in the outfield, doesn't do stupid stuff, as uh, one former Philly outfielder did. And I mean, there's a lot to like about Hazley, and uh, Kutch isn't going to be here forever. Bruce isn't going to be here forever, but Hazley is somebody you could build your offense and your team around mm -hmm. uh, for uh, really a foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I was really encouraged and I'd love to see, and he showed glimpses last year. He, but he did look, you know, like he looked like he was just called up last year. Like he looked how yeah. he was, but so if, I mean, obviously he's not going to go four for six every game, but I was very encouraged with what I saw from him. I fully agree. He, he was a very encouraging. You know who else was very encouraging this weekend? Um, Zach Wheeler, on Saturday looked phenomenal. He and looked. I, like I didn't get the yeah. Bit, I didn't get to watch it, but I mean, looking at the stat line, seven innings. Seven. I mean, it's literally seven innings. That's all. You don't even have to go any farther on the stat line. Yeah. That's the one of the numbers I really only care about is seven innings. Yeah, seven innings, only five hits. One earned run, walked just two. You know, he struck out four, but uh, I don't care if a pitcher's striking yeah. out 14 guys in seven innings or zero guys in seven innings. As long as he's getting through seven innings, allowing less than three or three four, runs. Run, four yep. or three runs, <laughs> that's all the Phillies really could ask for, uh, given the bullpen. And, and, it's, I, and that's all you should need. Yeah, cause, and I think I know the offense left a lot of guys on base today, Sunday, but they, they still put up six runs today. They put up, what was it, seven runs on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So the offense hasn't exactly looked, looked bad these uh, two of these first three games. They're hitting the long ball. Um, we'll get to the runners left on base still, but Z Wheeler looked every bit of the money that you – paid him to be for this season. Uh, so if he can continue that throughout the season, that will be huge relief for the Phillies. Yeah, and obviously he's not, you know, he's going to have some rough outings. But Yeah, he's... Um, yeah, if you can go seven and, like you said, allow a three or less, especially with JT, Hoskins, Re, uh, Bryce, and Kutch, you should be able to get more than three runs. And like you said, two of the three games we did. Yeah. You know, and and like you said, leaving 11 batters 
on base is unacceptable. Number one. Oh yeah, but number two. As much you as the did, offense you was did, great. Yeah, today, you did score they're, six, they're, and that um, should get the job done. When it, with yeah, situational hitting. Yeah. They're, they're, their situational hidden has been horrendous for years, and it just it. I. I mean, even when Bryce. <laughs> so uh, he. Bryce. Sometimes, as we know, just likes to swing free, willing mm-hmm. and try to hit a home run every time. Today he, he had runners, I think, on scoring position, and he swung at a first pitch and popped it right up to left field. It, w- yeah. it wasn't even a deep fly ball, and it's like it, it wasn't even a, that, that good of a pitch to twice. hit. And it's their situational hitting is absolutely horrible. They take pitches they should swing at, and then they swing at garbage. Uh, it's it's been like that. Well, and, and the worst part uh, is uh, is twice. The worst part is that twice it was bases loaded and you had Hoskins, Harper, and JT up when yeah. it was bases loaded. And, and one of those, yeah, I mean, the the Marlins brought in a kid on Sunday, and I guess we've moved on to Sunday's game really uh, now yeah. this morning. <laughs> but on Sunday, uh, the, he, the Marlins put on a kid on the mound who never pitched above A ball. Now, he, he didn't finish the inning. He let on three runners, but... You gotta take advantage of those type of situations. He mm-hmm. put down some hittable pitches, even to Hoskins. He threw a fastball, pretty much right in Hoskins' wheelhouse, and Hoskins looked at. It, but we've we've already been over that. Uh, <laughs> they they can't they can't leave, however many guys are left in scoring position today, especially when you have to face the Yankees over the next four games. Um, yeah. Let's go to back to today's pitching. Vince Velasquez on the mound, like we said, looked great in the first, second inning, started fall apart. He only lasted three innings, allowed four runs over three hits and two walks, struck out four. Um, and okay, so that he he lets up four after the Phillies take a four nothing lead in the first inning. Not great. Then they bring in Reggie McLean, who who in one inning of work. Gives up four earned runs on five hits. I, I mean, the dude should be probably in AAA tomorrow. Uh, he's yeah. not going to be, but he should be in AAA tomorrow. Well, I don't know. I mean, go ahead. The worst was, I was just going to say, the worst was his, it was first pitch, home run. Yeah. Leave him first in there. First pitch, three-run home run. <laughs> then you walk. Well, well th- that's where that new rule comes And then another hurts. home run. Because the new rule, like of, I, uh, when you put in a relief yeah. pitcher, you have to they have to be there for three hitters. And and um, I get that, right? However, yeah, you walk the next guy, then the other guy gets a single. Yep. That is, and then and then three run home run. I mean, so McLean was why, in why the, wasn't McLean was with was the say, with well, Seattle last year, and he posted an ERA of six. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Sure, it was only fourteen games, but good, he right? he got lit up good, in right? those fourteen games. Yeah, it's, it's tremendous. In those tw- <laughs> in twenty one innings last year for the Mariners, he gave up fourteen earned runs on two home runs, thirteen walks, and twenty two hits. I mean, I I I know Clintac no has brought in today. some notable names in the bullpen, but 
I I don't I don't get how you stre strengthen didn't strengthen this bullpen and free agency. Uh, Zach Wheeler is great and all, and he's he pitched great on Saturday, but that's not going to help the bullpen four out of five nights. Um, Cole Irvin isn't a major league talent. Uh, Neither is Pavetta Nick Pavetta. Is <laughs> not a major league talent. We had you we had three, triple A pitch pitching and, today, and there's not much Joe Girardi can do about it. So I'm not going to hammer Joe for this, but. Yeah. Three three pitchers today that really aren't shouldn't be in the majors. Uh, how much longer do we have to go on these Nick Pavetta Vince Velasquez experiments? Uh, it's been what um, I think, five years for Vince at this point. Yeah, and I think because of the shortened season, I think the the leash is has to be even shorter than it was because yeah, at I this mean, point, like one game equals three like would equal three games in last yep. year. So Yeah. You know, and it I, makes a bigger difference. And you can't if you blow two games like this, you basically just blew six. Yeah, I mean you're equivalent down, to you're, six. You're yeah, you're you're one and two, sixty games in the season well, well you think about it, three games is already five percent of the season. Uh now the good news is the the nationals are gonna be one and two as well and the Mets are going to be one too, so you're only going to you're only really what a game behind Atlanta and Miami. We know Miami's probably going to fade here eventually. They're not going to be two and one throughout this season. Dark horse. Uh, well, you know, whatever two and one would equate to over uh, sixty games, but you you you're heading into a four game series here with the Yankees. Uh, if you can't beat the Marlins two out of three times. How are you splitting a two game, a four game series with the? Because I I don't think they're gonna take three out of four here. So and Stanton's playing out gonna, of the You're gonna have. Yeah, you're gonna have to get at least two, and on Tuesday night you have to go up against the best pitcher in the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. which which. The offense isn't really the concern right now. Maybe outside the top four, but. Yeah, have fun throwing to Judge and Stanton. hitters for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah I got nothing for I'm interested to see how Zach... I mean, Jake Arrieta has not shown... We don't know what Jake Arrieta is this year, but over his Phyllis career, he hasn't shown anything that makes you think he's going to be able to shut down the Yankees tomorrow night. And Zach Eflin is a wild card. He can go out there on Tuesday night and shut down the Yankees, or he can go out there and give up four or five runs in four or five innings. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll the, see. This I, I, hate is, to I say, want to say we still got a lot of games, but we really don't. No, I mean, if if, if they somehow got swept against the Yankees, they're starting at 1-6. Now, they, they got the advantage of having the expanded playoffs here in 2020, but... Starting a one and six hole is going to be incredibly hard to dig out of when you only have at that point fifty three games remaining. Because uh, if you if you think about it, it takes sometimes teams a month, yeah twenty games yeah a month, a month and two and a half, months even even two July yeah to crawl out of five game holes. Well, look at late the, in the season when you're making it. Yeah. 
What, like exactly. The National started 1931 last year. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's, it's a concerning start because of the pitching. I, I have faith the offense will be able to be good, be able to stay hot. They're showing good power. It's hidden season, as Charlie used to say. But at the end of the day, it's not yeah. going to matter if the it's, pitching can't get anybody right. out. And, and the Phillies can't survive with the bullpen they have right now. Uh, and really the rotation, we, we know two of the starters you'll probably be good with. But the rest is still a mystery. It's yeah. uh, when when they expand the playoffs, I'm like, all oh, right, the Phillies' chances of making the playoffs are now through the roof. They they. But then you remember group, what happens. Should make the but playoffs. You, yeah, and then you remember what happens when you don't pay t- any attention to your bullpen. Yeah, I mean Friday night, and I I immediately it 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 took me less than one game to remember uh, the struggles of the Phillies and. Sunday was, and then Tuesday, Saturday was like a bounce, a nice bounce back. You're like, okay, just cross out Friday night as a first game of the season, getting your feet under your thing. Take win Saturday, good. You come back Sunday, you take two out of three in the Marlins, it's all good. But then you blow a four or nothing lead right away, and it, you lose 11 to six to a team that really was down four players because of. The Marlins have a potential coronavirus breakout. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I. It's. Yeah. I don't know, man. We got. We we got. Yeah. We gotta go. I don't even know what to say. Well, uh, any we, any we, last we, words? Yeah. Uh. No, I, I I think just everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, now that me and Austin uh, are getting our uh, schedules kind of squared away. Uh, I think we'll be able to start recording again more. Uh, maybe we'll try to get another episode in uh, sometime this week. If not, we'll get another episode up early next week. Because, uh, obviously, uh, baseball Sports is now full swing. Uh, it was going to be 60 games in 63 days or something like that. Hockey starts on Saturday. Uh, basketball. basketball starts just around the corner. So, in a couple of days, it's, and training we're going to have sports. And training camp starts. Uh, it Obviously, sucks. There's, I mean, I'm not gonna miss preseason football, but but it's gonna be wall to wall sports for the next. Yeah. Uh, pending, there's no COVID breakout should be. that shuts Right, I was gonna again. say should be. It it should be sports really for for from August first to uh, really mid October, end of October, nonstop. So uh, it should be a fun next few months uh, to take our mind off. Uh, this pandemic and everything going around going on in six in society so uh that's all i gotta say uh again thanks for listening everybody uh and we'll be back i guess uh shortly we'll figure it out uh any last words austin yeah i do coots for selkie yeah coots for selkie